Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. These second and third episodes of season 2022 are an experiment in storytelling. Both groups will play in the same setting with the same non-player characters. The outcome of what happens, though, is entirely up to them. I enjoy these parallel episodes because it's interesting how different they become. Players, the fate of the NPCs is in your hands! We are joined today by Stella Argentine. Hi, Stella Argentine. So Stella is a level one sorcerer. She is an elf-dragon hybrid, and she stands at 5'11", but usually taller because she wears heels. She is very pale, has like white skin, and mostly elvish traits. She also has long white hair with bangs, elf ears, and slitted blue eyes. And her draconic features are a pair of silver horns, a silver tail, some silver scales, and silver spines. And she generally dresses like um, a K-pop star, so it's like sort of revealing outfits, but not like super revealing, but still like fashionable. And she's generally fairly confident. Cool. Clouded Valley or Claudio? Hello. Nice to meet you. If you haven't seen me yet, I have beautiful green eyes. I stand at about six feet and five inches tall. My fur is nice and orange with beautiful brown stripes, and I like to dress very comfortably in, you know, just shorts and a nice t-shirt. And I am a level one ranger. Yeah. And, and your fur, are you not human? No, I am sorry. I thought you saw me. No, <laughs> I am a tabaxi. Thank you very much for asking. Okay. And Jenny! Everybody loves Jenny. Jenny is a Loxa dragon, which is half Dr. Crud and half dragon. She stands at 10 feet tall, uh, about 1,200 pounds. She's also only six months old. Um, she, uh, she decided she was going to go a little bit beans with her wardrobe, so she's wearing a poncho with a... <laughs> with, uh, with the uh, crest that uh, Beans had uh, came up for the uh, Dr. Crud side of the family, which is, I believe it was uh, two horns with uh, snakes intertwined. Um, and she is a level one rogue. Now, I have to explain the rogue part. You see, she is uh, part dragon. So she has a tendency to make want to make a dragon's horde. So she needs to get, she needs to start building her hoard up. Yeah. What is a dragon without a mountain of gold to sit upon? <laughs> to sleep on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish I had one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've all got a pencil or pen. Please take a moment and write these locations down. Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. And just say yes when you, you've got it. That way I know. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Elysium Fields. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. A convenience store. Yes. Rob. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And the Nikimui Museum of Natural History. Yes. Bones. Yes. All right. 
I've got that one down, too. <laughs> Would you like to begin your adventure in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall, Elysium Fields, a convenience store, or the Natural Museum of... Wait, the Nicomoy Museum of Natural History? Probably anywhere but the museum, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, honestly... I, I, I'd like... I, anywhere but there. I vote for the Guild Hall. FBK Hall? I'm down for FBK Hall, too. You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building, with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. The job board has a flyer on it. Also, a tan swashbuckler with dark brown hair is wallowing in misery at the bar. Is this swashbuckler hot? Yes. He's 180 pounds and 5'10", so I'm going to say yes. Okay, right? well, I'm going to join him at the bar. <laughs> is that an unbiased He's opinion? He's miserable. Or... I'm going to try to make him happier. <laughs> Stella sits down next to the human swashbuckler. Claudio and Jenny, do you guys join? What are you doing? I, I'm looking at the flyer on the, on the board. What does the flyer say? All right. One for Flyer. And Jenny? Jenny is curled up in the bean spot in front of the fire. Uh, so, of course, a bunch of the tables had to be pushed out of the way. But uh, she's also, you know, laying there. And you just see her t long tail just whip out, tap somebody on the shoulder and then whip back. And they go look around. What? 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 And she's just sitting there giggling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Six-month-old plus teenager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bad oh combination. Oh. I'm going to read the job flyer for you second. Stella, you sit next to the human swashbuckler, who's about 5 feet 10 and 180 pounds, has dark brown hair, tan skin, and brown eyes. And he's sitting at the bar wallowing in misery and alcohol. When you sit next to him, he looks at you and says, ah! oh, That's a hiccup. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I was convinced. <laughs> That was a good hiccup. Thanks. Any hiccups at you? <laughs> I am going to um, look at the at the bartender, and I will say, um, single malt scotch, please, neat. One for me, and one for kind of like gesture toward the swashbuckler. Garrix. Garrix Orxy. The bartender, a long, white-haired female. Yeah. Uh, she puts the alcohol in front of you both. He lifts the glass and tilts it at you and winks and says, Cheers! That bright... Or, wait, no, he has a character voice. Cheers! That, uh, that brightens my day. It's not a good one. My ears perk. I'm gonna, like, clink the, the, the glass as well to him, just, like, kind of, like, nod. Um, kind of, like, half-smiling, and then I'm gonna drink. Okay, you guys are drinking... <laughs> Do, do I hear him say cheers? Yes. And we're going to do one thing with Stella. Stella, do a constitution saving throw. Constitution, eh? Oh, I, I've got proficiency in that. That's a 19 plus 4. That's a 23. I'm used to it. Oh. Single malt scotch is nothing <laughs> for her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Claudio. My ears perk at this familiar voice, I'm assuming. Right? Um, And I turn over to the swashbuckler. Garrix? What, what are you doing here? Oh, Claudio. 
It's been so long since I've seen you. You remind me of better times. Yes, yes, it's 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 been so long. I I didn't well I I I never saw you crying, so I didn't recognize you at all. But but what brings you here? I how have you been? Not well. What brings me here is drink. Drinking. I'm drinking. I'm not going to be able to drink soon in prison. This is like that time I ate the last cream puff in the shoe mountain. Better savor it. This beer, this is my last cream puff. What? Oh, cream puff. Wait, no. Forget the cream puffs. But, but your last drink? What? What, what? what trouble? What happened? My court date is tomorrow. Court, court date for what? I got served with a summons, accused of robbing a store. Does this traveling storyteller look like he has a villainous bone in his body to you? He gestures at himself with thick club fingers. This is like that time Rain thought I'd eaten her last dried fish. I can't stand dried fish. It wasn't me. He looks a bit green, but whether from the volume of alcohol he has consumed or the thought of dried fish, you couldn't say. So... What you're saying is, you've been framed? I've been framed! Where, okay, where, where was it that you were so-called framed? The cops, they, they said, show up to court because you robbed the Conebeanie convenience store. And I said, no, I didn't. And they said, we'll find out in court. <laughs> That's the Nick and White cops for you. <laughs> The Conbini oh. Convenience Store. Hmm. Does that sound, does that like ring a bell? Because like, I am from Nicomoy, so I, do I know this convenience store? Please roll a history check. History. Ooh. Not that good at history. Oh, but I got a 15 on the dice. Plus zero, 15. As a local resident, you are aware of that store and where it's located. Ah. Is it, like, near here? And what kind of store is it? Is it, like, a, a sketchy convenience store or is it a nice convenience store? It is near here, and it is a normal convenience store, not the scary kind. Ah, I see. It's just a normal convenience store. It's, like, the sort of place you would pop in for a pre-made sandwich. Ah. Yeah. I see. And, like, do a lot of... With a 50 on a history, would I know if, like, a lot of robberies happen at that store or if it's, like, a not a common occurrence? You would suspect that it is not a common occurrence because it doesn't look like a bad convenience store that, like, you'd be scared of. It's just a normal place, like, ah. yeah. There's no gasoline in this world, but it's a regular stop on your trip. You've been there several times. You gotta fill I, up I your see. horse. <laughs> they sell hay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna look at, um, his name is, uh... Garrix? Is that it? Um, yeah, Garrix and uh, Claudio. And I'm, I'm going to like look kind of up with them and say, huh, it's not in the like sketchiest of areas. It's not the sketchiest convenience store. It doesn't get robbed very often. And I don't believe we've met yet. And I'm going to look at Claudio. Uh, what's your name? I'm Stella Argentine. My name is uh, Claudio. Nice to meet you, Stella. You can call me Cloud if you want. All right, Cloud. Nice to meet you. And uh, I, I feel like I've seen... Um, I'm going to look toward, like, where Jenny is. I, I feel like I've seen, like, that person there. And, like, that person look, looks like half-dragon. Uh, do you know who they are? They, they look really cool. I I only know Garrix. And now you. 
but dragon creature how are you she looks up looks straight at you excuse me as as a fellow uh, half dragon i'm kind of just like blushing a tiny bit i'm just like looking away <laughs> she stands up to her full 10 foot length creature well i mean we all are creatures i'm a cat creature right kind of i'm a I'm a person, thank you very much. Okay, dragon yeah, person. Yeah, and I was just Sorry. remarking on, uh, I was just remarking on how, like, I've seen you a few times before. Are you, like, also a fire-breathing kittens member? Yes. Oh, uh, I'm Stella. What's your name? Jenny. Nice to meet you, Jenny. Uh, yeah, we were just talking to, um, to Garrix over here, um, who, it seems that he's been framed for robbing a convenience store. Oh, well, that's terrible. She'll walk up to uh, Garrix and give him a big old hug while searching his pockets. <laughs> okay, he's so drunk. It's an automatic succeed on the hug check. Not even going to just... I will make a perception check against the pocket search, though. So why don't you roll a, a sleight of hand? Absolutely. I'm going to get my good dive for that one. And I have stats for Garrix. So I'm going to... That's going to be a dirty 20. You beat Garrix's passive and rolled perceptions. Yeah, you have your hands in their pockets. Okay, here are the items you find. Ready? Yes. You find a bottle of cheap rum, a feather token in the shape of an anchor, like it's got a little anchor on it, like it's a feather, okay, whatever. A reinforced glass bottle containing cryptic instructions to hidden treasure that says, if you open it, I have a thing, and 48 gold pieces in a coin pouch. Do you remember? Okay, what was that uh, second to last one? Uh, it is a, a reinforced glass bottle containing cryptic instructions to hidden treasure inside that I have written down that I could read to you if you were to open the bottle. But right now you've just, you, you have your hand in their pocket and you could remove these items if you want. Do you remove Oh, them? They're, they're in my pocket now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, when you open that bottle, let me know and I've got cryptic instructions to hidden treasure. <laughs> Oh, it won't be in here. He, she's smarter than that. Okay. So how are we going to help him? <laughs> um, well... <laughs> after robbing... Uh, by the way... <laughs> I love that. As, as a player, I'm just, like, here for it. Uh, did, did Stella see what Jenny did? Roll of um, perception, and if you beat, what was the number? Uh, it's a dirty 20. If you beat 20, yeah, you see it. Uh... I rolled a 15, so I didn't see it. Nope. So I just am completely unaware that this happened. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, she uses her wings in the hug, so that way nobody can see anything. Uh, I wish I had wings. All I have from my dragon ancestry is, like, tail and a horns. <laughs> well, that's why you gotta be half Dr. Crud. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like, being completely oblivious to this, um, I, I just, like, say, well, I guess we can start by asking, do you know anyone who, like, might want to frame you or might want to do something bad? I ask, uh, Garrix. As a traveling storyteller, I don't form many permanent connections. People just kind of applaud me for my stories, and then I move on. Oh, what kind of stories do you like to tell? Hey, can you tell us one? Oh, yes, Here, please. I'll, I'll buy another drink if you, if you tell us a story. Oh, he's the best storyteller ever. Once was a ever. pineapple under the sea. 
<laughs> I'm going to get copyright struck if I continue. <laughs> and you love it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do. Do I have... I don't remember if I spent all my gold, but if I did it, I'm going to... Oh, I did spend all my gold. Never mind. I'm not going to buy another drink. Because <laughs> I don't have enough. Actually, wait. I have an idea. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to like, is the bartender looking at us? Sure. So, um, I, I'm going to look at the bartender and, and say like, uh, hey, this guy's really good at telling stories. Do you think you could get us around? Um, put it on my tab. I'm going to attempt to persuade the bartender to give us free drinks. And bet my white eyelashes. Do you know uh, much about clubs, like pay to pay to be member clubs, like the Eagles or the yeah. Elks or the you? You are a member of the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. You have the tattoo, so you do have a tab. Like it's not you don't have to roll persuasion. Like this is at the end of the month they're going to ask you for more money. So you just do it successfully. That's fine. Uh, it's not the end. Of, it's not the end of the month yet, so we're good. <laughs> So I ask for another round of drinks for us, whoever wants them. And if whoever doesn't, I just give my drink either to Garrick's or drink it myself. <laughs> All right. The round is delivered. Oh, I so- just have a milk. <laughs> and a glass of milk. So Garrick's, tell me, what what were you doing there the other day? Why, why, why did you end up being framed? Oh, nothing seemed out of the ordinary when I was there. I went in the convenience store. I bought a bag of chips. Depending on the country you're in, that's either really delicious or weirdly in a bag. And then I left. And that was my experience. And then the cops showed up at my door. I mean, the town guard. Whatever. What kind of chips were they? Barbecue. And now some people are very confused. (laughs) Well, it doesn't sound like they have much evidence. You'll be just fine. I I have the perfect lawyer for you. It's Uncle Beans. You have a lawyer? That would be fantastic. Thank you. Better call Beans. I will call Beans. They accept the business card from you. Oh, it's just right in the wagon outside. It's a two-story wagon. Dad, Mommy's down on the bottom, and Uncle Beans is on the top. I guess Garrick's head's outside. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one mystery solved by the Fire Breeding Squad. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, job done. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, I saw these flyer okay. here. Now that we've solved the Garrick situation, um, I, I haven't read it yet. Sorry, let me put on my uh, reading glasses. Put on some reading glasses. Start reading it. You read. I heard a scary dragon had taken up residence at three one one five seven. Tregony Lane in Elysian Fields. He must have eaten the homeowner. Slay the dragon and save our suburb. Signed, Layla Abeldgard, Concerned Elysian Field Resident. Addendum from Firebreathing Kittens Guild Leader Nulisag, who wrote the flyer, says, 300 gold has been prepaid to the guild to be released upon Layla's message that they're happy with the situation. I relay the information. Wait a second, I... Does this address seem familiar to me? Because I know Elysium Fields pretty well. Yeah, you don't have to do a history check for your home address. I, like, yeah, like, I just, like, raise my eyebrows at at Cloud, and I'm just like, that's where I live. 
that's my home address. <laughs> and I'm so just like... we have to slay you? I'm not a dragon. I, and how did that, they get that... Um, okay, we're going to have to go somewhere a bit more private, right? Because this is not, like, information that everyone has to know. So do you guys know uh, anywhere that we could go to where there might not be any listeners around? We can go get a bed in Mommy's, in mommy's uh, hospital. That would actually be really good. Uh, do I have to pretend like I'm sick or something? No. I have free reign. Ah. It's Mom. Ah, perfect. Yeah, because it's, it's your mom. All right, that sounds like a good place to go. Oh, look what I just found on the ground. It's a treasure map. Whoa. You just found treasure maps on the ground? That's awesome. Are you smashing open the bottle? Because it is a sealed bottle. Yep, sure. Where earth splits and ashes fall, smoke rises over the sea, falling on islands three, follow blood signs on shark's tooth, and rich ye be. Anybody know what the heck that's ta- all about? Uh, eh. Can, can, you, can you read it again for me, please? Sure, here we go, in somebody else's voice. <laughs> uh, do you want me to send it in the chat? No, yeah, I'll that works. Again. I'll just read it again. It could be helpful. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Where earth splits and ashes fall, smoke rises over the sea, falling on islands three, follow blood signs on shark's tooth, and rich ye be. And that's just me... Easter egging a future adventure. It's not for today, but yeah. <laughs> sounds like. Oh, that, that sounds really cool. You know what, guys? This just sounds like foreshadowing. I'm just going to pocket this. <laughs> I mean, look at the time of day already. I mean, I don't think we have time for such a big adventure. You know, we've I already know, got one so- down. It sounds like volcanoes and yes. blood pirates and island hopping and foreshadowing so let's just we got oh she got a big secret let's go find a bed mom's place yeah yeah like i'd be super down to go um to go treasure hunting but like after something bad could possibly happen we need to figure out what's going on in your house yeah whether we have to kill you or not over here you know you know like it would be really nice if if you didn't but like hey i mean if you feel like that's what you have to do i'm not gonna make it easy but Hey, how about I just tell you what's going on? Yes. So, um, where is this wagon that you're talking about? Oh, it's right outside. Mom's, uh, free clinic? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm gonna, like, uh, get up off the bar stool and start heading out. I'll, I'll, I'll follow along. You open the door and it's there. <laughs> and you open another door, we go inside, now we're, f- we're in a private area. Alright, so now being in this private area, I will say, so... Yeah, there is a dragon there, but that dragon, and this is not, like, really public knowledge, because, uh, yeah, we wouldn't want pe- everyone knowing about this, because they might get scared. That dragon's my mom. You see, I'm half dragon. I don't know who my dad is, but my mom's a silver dragon. That's why I'm, like, half dragon, and I have some dragon powers. I have a twin brother who's, like, also half dragon, but he has different features than I do. So, yeah, they probably saw my mom. In her dragon form, which is unusual. So you you just lied to us. You just said you weren't a dragon. And now you just admitted to being a dragon. I'm half dragon. Are you a half- dragon? Yes. Look at me. It's true. I pointed it out earlier. 
dragon person. <laughs> Loxa dragon. Half dragon, half Dr. Crud. And half person. All person. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And, and I'm an elf dragon hybrid. Half elf, half dragon. But, like, people don't see it all the time because I look a bit like a tiefling, like a white tiefling. So people just assume that's what I am. Until they see me next to my brother, then they're just like, huh, something else is going on here. But yeah, that something else is dragon blood. And my mom doesn't like people knowing that she's a silver dragon, because that kind of impedes her work. She never tells us what it is, but she tells us that it's very important. And we have, like, I guess she makes a lot of money from it. You know, dragons gotta have their hoard. Yes, so this we do. Layla person? Exactly. And, like, I already got one, so there's no reason for me to, like, really look for one. Okay. I guess that's just taking my elf side of the heritage, where it's just like, oh, I just need um, personal relationships and connections. I don't need gold that much. I just have that kind of philosophy. I have an idea. Yeah? We put on a show where we pretend to kill your mother, and... We slayed the dragons, you know, we settled the situation, and there we go. Layla's fine, you're, you know, we, I think that that's the solution to this problem right here. I like that, but here, yeah. here, here, uh, let me modify it a little bit. All we do is tell her to hide better, bring back quote-unquote proof that she's quote-unquote dead, and I get a little bit more to my horde. But there's no theatrics there. You know, it's kind of fun to pretend to kill a dragon. Yeah, but Not that it's a really... fantasy of mine or anything. What, what happens if we accidentally, like, stab somebody? I mean, the, then the theatrics are out the window, and then people are ticked off, and then it goes real. Fine. Like, who would we stab? Your mom. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sure that she can take one stab. I mean, she can turn into a really big dragon. Like, I, I don't think we can actually kill her. <laughs> I'm not even saying we do. I'm, I'm saying all we do is say, hide better, mom. And then we bring back like, hey, mom, can I borrow a scale so I can give it to the mean old lady who saw you? And then we collect our $300 and we're good. Yeah, I mean, I I'm down for that. I'm always down for a bit of theatrics. I mean, unless Claudio really wants to stab her. I mean, that's not, that's between him and her. No, no, no. I already have enough problems with the dragon community. Yeah, for your own sake, I wouldn't recommend it. Well, let's go talk to your mama. Yeah, good idea. And yeah, I wouldn't recommend stabbing her. She might not take it that well. Um, at least get her consent first. <laughs> I wouldn't want it things to end badly for you. Because, yeah, I you might win in a fight between you and me, but you're, I don't think you're going to win between in a fight between you and her. So yeah, let's, let's just go there, see what's going on, and tell her to. I, I like your idea, Jenny, with telling her just to hide better. Um, and, even though performance could be fun. And, and remember, there's three dragons here and one kitty cat. Don't stab yeah. dragons. I wasn't going to stab anyone. I just wanted to put on a show. Mm. <laughs> Let's go see your mama. All right. <laughs> yeah, good idea. I'll, I'll take you to. Um, I'll take you to my place. And hopefully, she's going to be there. Sometimes she's away. A lot of the times that she's. She's away. Um, do you want us to talk to Layla just to make sure that um, my mom is the dragon that she saw? Because I, I do have a baby sister who's also a dragon, so maybe she saw my baby sister. She's like half red dragon. 
And half silver. Only if I get a knock and be the first thing she sees. Sure. Yeah, I'm down for that. She hates dragons. Let her see a dragon. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, I'm going... Was there, like... I'm going to ask Cloud. Was there, like, an address or anything on that flyer? Or was it just a name? There was an address. Your address. 3115 Dragony Lane. Oh. Like, somewhere we can find, uh, Layla. No. All right. So, I guess we can just go to Lucian Fields and ask around, see if anyone's seen Layla, and then we can find her. And then hopefully clarify everything up. Well, there was an advance payment, and the flyer got written, so maybe we can talk to the guild leader to see if he knows who Layla is or where they live. Yeah, let's do that. Nulisag is pretty nice. And after a quick detour to Nulisag's office, which is on the second floor, and you guys speak to the two-foot-tall dwarf who speaks in a very high-pitched voice, he tells you that the prepaid flyers, he doesn't take an address down all the time, he just takes the money. So, no, I didn't take down the address for Layla. I will say that he's a guy, though. He's a white human male. Really full of himself. I took his gold. He tried to charge 200 for the job, and I talked him up to three because he was a real butt. Good job, Nula Sag. Big ol' hug for you. Yeah. (laughs) And she hugs him. She does not rob him. Aw, good. (laughs) I'm going to join in the hug. You know, with a guild of adventurers, I think Nulisak doesn't keep money in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. She wouldn't try to rob Nulisag. Yeah, good. All right, so there's that scene. So you did that scene. I'm not. I'm not skipping it. I'm just saying. Yep. All right. Um, and I'm gonna ask. So, do you know where to find uh, this Layla person? And that he was just the said scene no. We just did. Oh. Yep. Okay. Take us home. Stella, right. go home. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to um, just, like, follow me. I'm going to take you guys to my place. And then I'm going to uh, go to my place. What do I see? You are standing on an unpaved road, riddled with muddy potholes and grooves left by cartwheels. Around you are tiny forests little wooded areas to break the sight lines between huge mansions and their well-manicured grounds. This is Elysium Fields. Like trick-or-treating in a rich suburb, it's inconveniently far to walk between these fancy houses. You guys are making your way, passing branches in the roads. Do you go down the road left or right or approach the nearest house to take your friends to your house? Um... Well, I'm going to uh, go to the nearest house. I assume if it's if it's my place. Oh no, um, you're just like, how do I phrase this? Do you want to go straight to your house? Okay, you do. All right, so you yeah. take the right, remembering how to get to your childhood home. Although you haven't lived there recently because you graduated from school several years ago and have been working jobs pretty unsuccessfully since then, you turn right. Okay. You approach 31157 Tregney Lane. Now this is a mansion. The three-story building is painted white with a silvery blue roof. The front yard has been paved with a white peach-colored brick, making room here and there for small ornamental topiaries. And in the middle, a bright teal curvy-edged swimming pool. 
The wide mansion, which just keeps on going and going, has, in the middle of it, in the paved front patio, a cute, round gazebo, roofed with the same silvery-blue tile as the mansion. Your mom has a hoard, holy crap. Oh yeah, she does. This is where I grew up. And, um, I haven't lived here for a while, because I graduated from school recently. But, yeah, this place hasn't changed much. And then I'm just going to, like, uh, skip on over. I'm gonna look around, see if, like, I see anything suspicious. But I'm gonna wave to everyone that I that I know who's, like, uh, on the grounds. I'm gonna say, oh, hi. Hi, Joe, the, um, landscaper. Hi. I'm just going to, like, wave to everyone. Do a perception check. Oh, right. That is, uh, 13. There is nobody outside, which you find unusual. Oh. Usually at least our landscaper's outside. That's rather strange. Well, let's just keep on going. And I'm gonna continue until I get to the front, like, the front doors. Got it. Are the two of you continuing with Stella? Oh, Jenny's skipping right alongside her. Uh, yeah, Cloud's just walking. Just taking everything in. Spoil sport. <laughs> My tail just flicks. The sky darkens. You're standing in a round shadow. The shadow is getting larger and larger and larger diameter. I look up. <laughs> okay, we've got one reaction. Reaction from you two? Is it going to rain? I hope it's not going to rain. Well, I'm wearing my poncho, so I'm ready for a rain. What, like, action? You have one action that you can take. One yeah, what do you do? Your your reaction. The light peach-colored bricks around you darken as if in a shadow. You're standing in a round shadow, and the diameter of that shadow is getting larger and larger. So Stella's going to look up. I'm going to stand away from the shadow. Like, not. Gonna I'm going to stop walking, to, like... I'm assuming we're walking towards it, right? It's kind of centered on you, and it is a circle around you of a shadow that is getting larger and larger. So you oh. stop walking. Okay. All yeah, right. And then stopped. Jenny? Hides. Jenny bolts for the pool and tries to dive in. I don't know. What are you doing hiding? I try to make myself a tree. Oh, okay. You become one with the topiary. So we've got Jenny running. <laughs> Cloud stopped walking. And Stella... Looked up. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Jenny, you do not have to make a dexterity saving throw. Cloud. Yay! You do have to make a dexterity saving throw, and because you looked up, Stella gets advantage on her dexterity saving throw. All right. Oh, okay. 19. Uh, I rolled a 16. Okay. Boom! A glacier slams into the ground where you were standing, exploding into snowflakes, hurting you a little bit. You take five damage. Both of you. Not not Jenny. You're one with the topiary. An elf woman with pale skin, black hair, and blue eyes shouts, I've headed up to here with you sunblades. <clears throat> I've headed up to here with you sunblades, trespassing on my territory to proselytize at me. Go back to where you came from and get off my lawn. Oh, Mom, people. it's me. Stella? <laughs> yeah, you didn't recognize me? I I'm here with um, my guildmates. You remember I recently joined the fire-breathing kittens? What was that for? <laughs> oh, I, I, I did not see. I've been having so many sunblades recently. Ugh. But you're here. That was quick. You got fired again so soon? 
Uh, your, your room is just how you left it. Go on. She gestures towards the house. Uh, here, why don't you come inside with us? Um, if you've have been having problems with sunblades, it's, maybe it's best if you don't, like, if they don't, like, see you here, you know, outside. Who knows what they might do? Here, come inside. Come with us. She goes inside the house with you and Cloud, and you're both injured for five damage. Now, Jenny, you're at a topiary. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. <sighs> Her first thought is to remain as a tree, but then she continues to think about it and goes, hmm, some of that horde could be mine. So she goes inside. The three of you and Lady Zamfira Argentine sit down in a very fancy living room. Oh, Jenny, there you are. I I didn't see you. That's because I was a tree, honey. Nice. I wish I could just turn into a tree. So, Mom, what... What kind of troubles with sunblades have you been having? Tell us more about that. I haven't... I don't remember any sunblades being, like, near here. Recently, they've been coming and sneaking onto my property. I don't know why. I assume to try to convert me to their religion. Huh? Well, I mean, everyone knows that we worship Bahamut. I mean, we're, we're dragons. Well, they don't know I'm a dragon. I mostly appear as an elf, except for when I sunbathe. Oh... Right, you sunbathe. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I remember the first time I, I saw my mom sunbathing. That was, like, really scary. Because I just see suddenly this, this dragon just lying around. Yeah, I was, like, I don't know, five or ten. So I think I know what's going on here. You see, Layla saw you sunbathing. So she put out a hit on you. He. So that's why all these sunblades are coming by. That's actually why we're here. Who? Oh, is is this guy named Layla? Yeah, probably one of your neighbors. You know, white, male, rich, maybe rich. I mean, I know that's probably 90% of your neighbors, but come on. <laughs> Ugh, neighbors. I've never met him. This neighborhood is full of uppity idiots, though. Always playing tennis, smoking in cigar lounges, visiting museums. Ugh, they think they have class. Well, I tell you, we can get rid of this all real simple and quick and easy. All we gotta do is, you hide better, we fake your death, and everybody thinks the dragon's gone. The mean old bad dragon. Why do I not have the right to sunbathe in my own home? Show me to this Layla and I will kill him. Or trick him into leaving. Oh, I... Uh that that might not be the best idea, you know? Like, if people hear that someone put out a hit on, like, a dragon, and then they hear that he died, they might get even more suspicious. Uh, so, are you sure that it was you and not Ruby? Like, where's Ruby? How, how is she doing? It's been a while since I saw her. She's great. She and your brother are with your grandparents. I can only do one NPC at a time. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, like, hopefully... I haven't heard her say her first word yet, so hopefully that, that'll be soon. Um, but, yeah. So, where exactly do you sunbathe? Maybe you could just make the walls higher so people don't see you. Uh, I want to interject. And Claudio just kind of... I also came up with an idea. Uh, have you ever wanted to be a part of an act, a play, or anything like that? A play for who? This is my property. No, that's... It, 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 we can we can put on a grand production, the 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 slaying of the dragon, 
and and people you know it'll be a big act where they think that you died you know and then you can go on living your property i don't know it was an idea that i had earlier but we can we can save it for later i want to put up a production at some point he just wants to stab you do a persuasion check here we go oh that's a nat 20 well natural 20 is a natural 20 she says i have always dreamed of being the moon which is silver dragon for a star yeah she, she means uh she means a star like a sensation because you know the moon to us is like the stars to everyone else yeah that's why she called me stella i speak draconic thank you very much you'll be the star of the show okay yeah you'll you'll be the moon and uh and we'll be the ones who like we'll just be the supporting actors you know the the villains who kill the beautiful majestic dragon it's and a we tragedy have, we gotta make sure that this lila watches yeah i mean kind of is we'd be committing crimes against our own people i look at jenny oh i'm the director all right okay so yeah i, I guess we gotta publicize it somehow like we gotta we gotta put it out there that um the fire-breathing kittens are going to step up and accept the challenge and slay a dragon. And um, everyone who wants to watch a dragon being slayed should come to should come to this house. Oh, that's easy. We just put out flyers, honey. All right, let's let's do that. Um, I consider myself to be pretty savvy with the social media, the flyer stuff. So how about we all like draft some uh, some flyers and put them out there across Elysium Fields and some of Nick and Moy too. The more um, audience we have, the better. What does your flyer say? And how are you making your flyers? And then please roll a skill check of some kind that you think corresponds to this to see how could you succeed at it. Performance? Sure. Alright, so do I do the check first? Or um, yeah. say what it's on it first? Alright, and is anyone going to help me design the flyers or figure out what to say? Oh, I thought we were all doing our own flyers. Oh. Sure. Yeah, we can do our own flyers and pick out the best. Oh, sorry. We can do our flyers and pick out the best one. Or we could just put, um, put them all out. Yeah. Would that count as a help action? Like uh, doing multiple flyers and selecting and like putting them all out? That is the opposite of the help action. That is three individual <laughs> roles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It just means you've got three different roles. Okay, so everybody take turns describing how you are making these flyers and where you are putting them and the number that and skill that you're using yeah how about i start so i'm going to um i'm going to like kind of do a little a little drawing of like a very scary very stylized um silver dragon with all like the the features with the angry eyes you know and um like scary looking breathing ice on it and i'm going to say um, scary ice dragon spotted in Elysium Fields in this address. And, um, due to this tip by Layla, and I'm going to put the last name as well, because I, I forgot the last name. Layla, last name. Fire-breathing kittens will be, um, will be slaying this dragon. Come here at, like, uh... And I'm going to look to the rest of the, the group and say, what time should we say? Should we say, like, uh, 5 p.m. tomorrow or 6 p.m. tomorrow. We want the sun to be behind it, you know, illuminating it, making a silhouette thingy. Well, you always do a duel at high noon. High noon? Okay, so you want to do a duel style? 
I'll write high noon tomorrow then. So I'm going to write down high noon tomorrow. And I'm going to roll performance. I really wish I had the advantage here, because I rolled an 8, plus 5 is 13. Okay. So 13 for me. 13 times 3, so let's say like 39 people show up because of your flyers. You guys? Jenny's is a, uh, she takes out a piece of paper and a crayon and draws a, what she thinks is a dragon, and then a stick figure of a person with a sword, and then the address on the bottom. All right. Anything else on there? Oh, no. That's it. Okay. What's your roll? It's going to be a two. Okay. (laughs) That's accurate. Zero people show up at the correct time, but people continue to show up once a day or so for the next month. Uh, Cloud is also gonna, not going to draw at all, right? But uh, Cloud's, Cloud's Flyers is, is in like bold, you know, super like rough, like, like I don't know, sketchy style, like n- n- bad calligraphy, like... Fire-breathing kittens versus the dragon of Elysium Fields, uh, and uh, come be there and and see it, uh, epicness ensue, right? And same thing, address, time, um, and let's see. What what uh? Are we doing performance for this? You can pick yeah, your I skill. I guess the skill if you're choosing. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a twelve. In. In performance, yeah. 36 people show up because of Claudio. That means that you have 36 plus 39 is 75 people. It is the next day at high noon. What are you doing? All right. So, Mr. Director, what is your call? I'm going to look at Jenny. Jenny takes a look around. She's looking at the scenery. She's looking. She puts her her fingers up into like a box, just looking around. <laughs> All right. I think your mom should be right there because that's where the... The sun's beating down the most, and it's going to light her up so beautifully. And then I'm going to have the two of you come in. Oh, what are your weapons? You never, y'all never told me anything about that. I, I point at the bow on my back. Oh, beautiful, perfect. I love it. What about you, Stella? Um, I can breathe ice once a day. And I can do magic. I don't have any weapons. I can mostly, like, make people go to sleep, make an ice shield, and I can, like, cast ice at people and make their minds go weird. But I think, like, one thing I'll be using for sure is going to be a spell that I have called Minor Illusion. And I'll be adding effects, SFX. Okay, so you're the you're the effects person, and we need coffee. <laughs> so go get us some coffee while I work with... Claudio, please, and your mom. Where's your mom? Your mom needs to be here. I need my star. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to, like, uh, I, I'm going to call for a servant to bring coffee because that's not what I do. That, that's what a servant does. And I'm also going to call for another servant to say, hey, like, can you please get Zamfira. She needs to be here. Also, please don't say anything about, um, about what we're doing here. And <laughs> I, I'm going to <laughs> presentation a gold piece. And I'm going to give it to the servant. Nice. Uh, That's so, like $10. Which will disappear, right? Like yes. in 10 minutes. It'll disappear after a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, I'm going to act like it's real money. So, 
Um, so not special, yeah. just mean. <laughs> the servant pockets the coin, adding it to their gold pouch as if it would stay there, and does what you ask. <laughs> Zamfira arrives. Are you make ready me a for your star? Yeah, good. Big debut. <laughs> I will make you a star. So. Here's what we got. We're going to have this big old fight. Your daughter's going to be over here just making zip, zowie, powie type special effects. I want you roaring and screaming at the top of your lungs and blowing out. What 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 kind of breath you got? Is it ice? She did hit you with a glacier yesterday. So she rolls her eyes and goes, yes, ice. Oh, you didn't hit me, sweetheart. You hit the other two. I was a tree. She raises her hand and, like, a blue orb starts forming. <laughs> oh, uh, not in here, not in here. Uh, save it for out there. Um, but maybe try not to kill us. That would be ideal. Because this is an act, not a real thing. She snaps her fingers and it disappears in an explosion of snowflakes. I don't kill people. We're all ice, baby, because guess what? That's me, too. Anyway. So, I just want you to start making a, a ruckus. Start making a ruckus, shooting icicles up into the sky. Maybe, I, and, and Claudio's going to be standing about 100 feet away from you. You just throw icicles at his feet. Don't hit him, because you hit him, you're going to kill him. Because I mean, come on, you're awesome. And he's not. So, you just shoot it right. Oh, huh? Right. It's not the personal, Claudio, but you're not a dragon. Hey, he's awesome in his own way. I just softly purr. <laughs> he's comforting himself. <laughs> and then and then after about ten minutes of you just making this big old ruckus, Claudio's just gonna pull back a bow and arrow. And Claudio, I'm gonna give you a dummy arrow, and then you just shoot. And it's going to aim right in her, your heart. And you're going to go, ow, you shot me. And you're going to do a dramatic 10-minute death. You could hit me with a normal arrow. <laughs> oh, baby, I don't want to scuff up those scales. They are beautiful. Okay. It is high noon. Where are each of you? I'm actually going to be hiding because I don't really want people to see me because there are people in Elysium Fields who know me because I used to live there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be somewhat hidden from the public eye and mostly just like casting range stuff. Jenny is going to be right in front of the crowd, just getting ready to make subtle hand movements to the cue each person to go and to do the different things. And he's gonna, she's gonna set Claudio up about a hundred feet away from where mommy dearest is going to jump in. And, and Claudio's just like in a corner, just hyping himself up, like, you've got this. This is your idea finally pulled through. We're going to do it. It's going to be fantastic. It's gonna be such a grand production. Oh, so great. I'm gonna hype him up as well. I'm going to say, oh my god, you are the best archer that ever lived, and you are going to slay a dragon with a single arrow. It's going to be so beautiful. There's going to be blood, there's going to be there's going to be ice, it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to... She got so excited, she fainted. <laughs> Stella? Stella, are you okay? 
Um, oh, yay! welcome back. I accidentally, uh, I vanished and hit stop recording. Well, I mean, you already missed it. Your your mom's dead. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's recording now. Still. <laughs> Quick sound editor alignment. Jenny. I'm feeling the whiskey now. Claudio. I'm not feeling the whiskey now. Stella. <laughs> I'm about to kill my mom. Jenny. <laughs> and I'm helping. Claudio. <laughs> it was my idea. Stella. This is going to be the best performance ever, hopefully. And not a mob murder event. <laughs> All right. What are we left off? The crowd was gathering on the light pink colored cobblestones that make up the wide driveway with occasional, because, you know, there's not cars, so driveways are mostly just for carriages, with occasional topiaries growing out of it in the middle. And about how many people? 75 people? I think that's what yeah. you said. Yeah. 75 people have gathered there to observe this event. It is high noon. They, The people are a mixture of Elysium Field residents, and since you posted the flyers all around Nicomoy, just random people. You'd say it's mostly just random people. Cloud, you are standing, you said, in a corner to hype yourself up. Yeah. You emerge from your corner and step into the boundary between the lawn and the bricks. You stand with your bow and arrow ready from behind the house. Lady Zamfira Argentine, the silver dragon. You saw her earlier as an elf. Now you see her true form as she leaps into the air and flies around in the sky, roaring, roar, and breathing out ice, ice, Hits the ground very close to you, Claudio. Do a dexterity saving throw. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Uh, 12. It was never going to hit you. You successfully <laughs> dodge it, and you look really cool while you do it. You hold your bow and arrow steadily in your hands, aiming towards the sky. How have you made your arrow safer? I made it blunter. So I, I like, I anti-sharpened it. <laughs> 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 the dragon flies up high into the sky right at the sun so that you can't see her and then she dives and she gets closer and closer and closer to you as she's diving towards you you raise your bow and make it to hit all right here we go that's 23 your arrow flies straight and true right into her heart because it's blunt she uses a giant silver paw to clutch the arrow and keep it on her chest because it didn't actually go through and <laughs> screaming in fake agony she f zips past your head and over the crowd making death screams into the forest below crashing into the woods she's fine trees won't hurt her <laughs> and she never liked that neighbor's trees and she told them to take them down over and over and they didn't listen to her now they're down <laughs> the crowd erupts into cheers. Everybody make one last performance check as a group. Uh, do Give a help action to whoever's got the highest performance, actually. I got a plus five. Oh, I have a plus four. Yeah. I got a negative one. Okay. Well, Stella, <laughs> roll with advantage as your friends have helped you by directing and acting out this scene. What special effects do you do to end the show? 
I, I'm gonna make like sparks fly out of um out of out of his arrow using prestitution, and then I'm gonna use minor illusion to create like a like a blood splatter. Explode. Exactly. I, I make like the arrow explode in sparks, and then there's like a, a like a splatter of blood where it hits, um, using minor illusion and for a performance roll of a twenty-two. The entire crowd is convinced that the dragon is dead. Words quickly spreads throughout Nikamoy because you guys recruited a whole bunch of people, and the rumor spreads that the dragon that had taken over three one one five seven Tregony Lane is no more. Ta da! Ta da da da! You guys each receive one hundred gold at the end of this adventure. Not right now. Don't try to go shopping for killing the dragon. Um. Yeah, like, uh, I'm gonna say, wonderful job, you guys! You guys killed the mean dragon that was terrorizing this place! Um, now all we gotta do is just clean up, so you guys can all go home! Um, gonna, like, kind of bow, like, uh, we killed the dragon! And, uh, yeah, just, like, kind of give everyone the message that everything's safe now, nothing more to see here, show's over, except it's not a show. Um, I'm not gonna say show's over. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Persuasion. Oh, God. <laughs> I got a nat one for a six. A human male steps forward and haughtily says, Well, if the dragon doesn't own this home now, then who does? I propose that the residents of Elysium Field take a vote on it. Are there any other residents of Elysium Field here? Layla asks. Uh, Yes. I'm going to step forward and say, this is my house. Like, we killed the dragon that was on my property. And it is my house. What skill check would you like to use to oppose him? Uh... Truth. Hmm. I think persuasion. You did just roll a natural one on that, so I'm, I'm not going to let you roll it twice in a row. How about I'm you gonna... do intimidation and Jenny's going to help you. All right, sounds She's good. going to, Jenny's going to walk up to him. He's she's going to walk up to his right side. His her neck's going to go wrap around to his left side and just whisper in his right ear. Uh, <clears throat> freeze, freeze, freeze your butt with my dragon breath. Shatter your shoulder, push you over. Oops, did I do that? I'm just going to stand my, my ground and say, this is my place, and you are not going to mess with the fire-breathing kittens. You get mess with the fire-breathing kittens, you get the fire. Or the cold breath. Yeah. And that's into... Oh, natural 20! So 22 for intimidation, thanks to Jenny's, uh, thanks to Jenny's help, <laughs> and my own just, like, bossiness. <laughs> the prideful Layla abled guard backs down. He shrinks under the weight of your dragon neck and then throws you off his shoulder and says, fine, as long as the dragon is dead, the suburb is saved. I don't know. And then he, like, stomps away. Oh, what did she lift off, off of him while she had him distracted? <laughs> yes. Um, roll <laughs> a sleight of hand check and I will roll a luck check. That's another dirty 20. You get one charged wand, so it has one charge in it, with a wand of owl's wisdom. 
It has one charge. Fancy. Hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> Not much for a rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now what do we do, guys? Should we go check on your mother? Um, yeah, probably. So has the crowd dispersed by now? Yes. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to go to where the dragon's body is. You find your mother using her tail to sweep down the rest of the trees. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, go off, mom. Destroy that neighbor's trees. She sees you and says, oops, and stops. We didn't see anything. So, can you can you do us a favor? Can you be a little bit more selective when you do your sunbathing to not be outed again? Yes, I suppose I can do that. I, I, I've lost her accent. She agrees. <laughs> <laughs> and that I say with a wonder. Oh. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Oh, I was going to say, that I say such a wonderful performance. Everyone loved it. They all thought you were dead. I, you convinced me, honestly. It was, it was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She bows. Uh, she's back in her elf form, and she will stay in that. She's, I guess, uh, what's a good long-term solution that you guys propose? How can she stretch her wings? Um, Doing maybe sunbathe into... like somewhere else, like not the Elysium Fields. Yeah. Like just yeah, go somewhere else and sunbathe essentially. Dragon mm. Spa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's let's right. start a dragon spa. Like go in the, in the mountains, just like a retreat for dragons <laughs> to stretch their wings. I love that idea. <laughs> the FBK yeah, gonna, Dragon I'm gonna, Spa. <laughs> I'm gonna say to Jenny. Um, yeah, like, your mom has a free clinic, so maybe we can start our dragon spa. <laughs> Absolutely, I love that idea, and guess what? The Cred family can can easily, they're rich, they can spot the... And your mom's rich, too, so we can easily start yeah. that. Yeah, it could be the Cred Argentine um, spa for dragons. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. It's done. I high-five Jenny smiling she hugs her do i do i get a share in that oh yeah you bet I, I, i'm gonna high five claudio um i'm gonna say cloud you did an awesome job like your arrow like it hit true like if she wasn't um if she wasn't so like strong and like if it wasn't a blunt arrow it would have just gone right through her heart that was awesome perfect aim like you gotta do some archery competitions man like people pay for that they're like grand, grand prizes Thank and you, I, thank I, you. High five, Cloud. So now that we got time, should we go over and maybe help out uh, Gurix, your friend, and see maybe, you know, he's talking to Beans right now, but maybe we can get some evidence for Beans. I mean, we got time. We can go over to the convenience store or Treasure Hunt. Ooh. Um, I mean, I'm down for either. Uh, Like... What time of the day is it? I assume, like, a couple hours have passed since, like, high noon, right? Yeah, it is the next day after you started. And it is 3 p.m. by the time you guys wrap up. I, I, I'd like to check on my friend Garrix. I'm, I'm sure he got some good information from Beans. Okay. Um, so, convenience what? store? See what the heck happened over there? Yeah. Actually, his hearing is today. Uh, is it, it? Yeah, it was this morning. Oh, oh, we it was missed this it. Morning? Oh. She 
we see if he's in jail? Yeah, let's let's do that. It would be terrible if like um oh no, he missed his hearing. <laughs> well, well, Beans is the best <laughs> lawyer, short, short so span. I mean, Be- Beans is the best lawyer, so I mean, he's probably got off. I mean, the evidence was we think you did this. It's the Nicomoy police. I mean, my lord, everybody knows that they're the 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 worst. That's should we talk to Beans or should we go to the prison or jail? Ah, uh, jail. Let's not make the God in the Sky do a Beans impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I cannot do that. Jail it is. <laughs> Alright, so here's the really fun part about having a game that they're going to play the same plot as you guys. It's okay that your friend is in jail, convicted of armed robbery. Oh, no. <laughs> Because maybe what? they'll save him tomorrow. And as you step out of the jail, having talked on like the fantasy equivalent of the telephone through the glass at your friend, <laughs> you hope that maybe in some parallel reality that'll work out differently. I hope so, you guys. And that is where we're going to end part one. <laughs> Decisions oh, have God. consequences. Joining us today were... Claudio. Hello. I'm Claudio. Stella. Uh, we fake killed my mom, but we forgot to attend this guy's hearing, and now he's in jail. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, this comes with having a short memory span, I guess. And Jenny. Well, I thought Beans was a better lawyer than that, but apparently, uh, you better not call Beans. <laughs> uh, bye. Oh, and, uh... Leave us a five-star review. That way, you don't have beans representing you. Good point. (laughs) Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by Claudio. I loved the performance. Hi. (laughs) Stella. Jenny is the best director ever. And Jenny. 
My heart grows. Everybody, please roll a d20 to see who tells us what happened last time. Because listeners, you're allowed 12. to drink. We're not pay attention. It's okay. We'll make up for it. Hey, I'm allowed to drink too. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I got a 19. Eight. You got an eight? Dude, eight is the actual number that you can't see that I'm holding up to the camera. It, oh. No. It, uh. I think your finger's covering it. I believe you. Okay. I see that's a 20. A, Sorry. Well, that's it's the one above the 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me verify that. And uh, there's the 19. There's a 17. I can't find the 20. It's a good omen. I'm, oh, oh, yep. Yeah, Eight's the, right above it. Uh, yep. It is. Yeah, 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 Stella's holding it. All right. So, because you were an exact match, Claudio, tell us what happened last time on Fire Breathing Kittens. Well... Um, oh, sorry. Well, uh, we <laughs> heard, uh, we read the flyer of a uh, dragon uh, terrorizing the the Elysium area, area, and um, we set out to find out what it was. It turns out to be Stella's mother, who uh, was just sunbathing and someone saw her. So to trick everyone into thinking that the dragon was slain, we put on a grand production with Stella's mother as being the start of the show, I was a great supporting actor, hit her right in the heart, and uh, everything was settled after that. And we completely forgot my friend Garrix's hearing, and he is now in jail. <laughs> Better not call beans. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I guess not even a great lawyer can get you out of jail with a few hours notice for their case. That's true. Well, beans isn't here to defend himself, so... Wasn't there defending Garrick's either, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <sighs> roasting, be- roasting beans section. Oh, yeah, let's make some coffee. Because <laughs> you know roasted beans? Good one. <laughs> so I gave you guys four locations at the beginning of this. I just do want to point out, you can go to those four locations. You've been to one of them, and you've been to part of another one of them. I, I need to add to my horse, so let's go to the convenience store. Yeah, but before we go anywhere, I'm going to just say, like, oh, my God, thank you guys for um, for helping, like, well, I mean, you guys healed, with quotation marks, um, my mom, but and thank you for that. You actually probably saved her from an ass- assassination attempt, because those are, those happened before, you know? And sometimes they actually do play vic- victims. So, thank you guys for helping my family. Dragons unite. You bet. Yeah, Ow. we got to stick up for each other. And thank you, Claudio. You're not a dragon, but uh, you did amazing. Thank thanks you. for supporting the dragon community. If you ever need to get back in their good graces, well, you know who to call. Your girl Stella, your girl Jenny, and my mom Zamfira. She's pretty influential in that community. And not beans. <laughs> yeah, I guess not beans. Uh, and as for the locations, um, once again, Stella is going to vote against the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> She's just like, I mean, I'm not going to go there unless absolutely necessary. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got fired from there. It was my last job. Did not go so well. Well, then I want to go to the museum. <laughs> I don't want like, to. Freezes. Yeah, I don't want. I already feel guilty about missing his hearing. I don't want to be associated with the uh, convenience store right now. So uh, I think uh, you're outvoted <laughs> here. We're going to the <laughs> museum. 
blushes at this. And, um, like, since her skin is, like, a pale white, you can see it so easily. And, like, there's, like, splotchiness, because, like, where the scales on the skin are. <laughs> so, like, when she blushes, it's so obvious. Just, like, uh... Well, you know what? I mean, I haven't been there in a little while. I want to kind of feel like stirring the pot. But let's get a drink first. I I can't do this sober. Sweetheart, that's a good look for you. Bring those scales out. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could. Like, my brother actually can. He can, like, shapeshift between his, like, uh, dragon-born-ish form and, like, elf with wings form. But, like, I can't. Like, sometimes I wish I can. It's only when someone hits me that I can do that. I uh, can but hit don't hit you. me. <laughs> don't do it too hard, because I can't take that many hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, you're only level one. Yeah. Well, according to the certification that I have, I'm level six wizard, but... I don't know. I think the examiners were high or something. I don't know what happened there, but somehow I graduated. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's go get some drinks and then go to the museum, because I don't want to go to museum sober. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hey, I need to get on your level. <laughs> Oh, there's, like, a plenty... There's a huge supply of booze in, in my room. So, like, before we go, I'm gonna just fill my, like... My trendy little backpack up with as much booze as I can carry, and I'll just be drinking along the way. <laughs> and this is hard liquor. So, yeah. Oh. You want me to roll constitution saving throws? <laughs> no, you said you're drinking the hard liquor, so you're drinking the hard liquor. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> I would like you to... Uh, you know that, that branched path that you came across before? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like you to roll a dice. A d6, please. And that's the uh -oh. path you're taking to get back to town. Oh, no. Why, oh. Did, why did we let her lead? <laughs> hey, guys, I live here. I, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going, okay? I rolled a five. One, two, three, four, five. Still. <laughs> um, you stumble up the driveway to a house... Yeah. <laughs> Are we going in? Um, here, let me, I mean... let me do some description. You were standing in an unpaved road riddled with muddy potholes and grooves left by cartwheels. You approach the nearest house. A porky person is standing outside the large house on the lawn. She sees you and immediately waves you over. Oh, hi! The, the museum must have gotten new management. Well, sweetheart, this isn't the museum. This is just a house. Uh, are you sure? I mean, it looks pretty museum-like to me. Because we're in the rich person area. <laughs> well, I mean, she's waving us over, so... Let's, let's see go. what she wants. Yeah! I can add to my hoard here. <laughs> and, like, you, you know how someone who's, like, drunk clings to the nearest person? I, I'm gonna, like, just uh, have my arm around, like, whoever is right next to me, and I'm just, like, stumbling along. That'd so, be Jenny. whoever that is. Okay, Jenny. <laughs> Us dragons gotta stick together. Drunkenly stumbling, the two dragons approach Claudio. I imagine you're faster. So the <laughs> the porky person calls out to you, Claudio. I recognize you from earlier. You're one of the Elysium guards, right? You slayed the dragon. You you I... got here way too slow. Quick, the snake's in the house. Everybody's out except Vaclav. He was on the toilet. <laughs> Where was the snake? It was in the house. Uh, specifically, where, where was the last part you saw him? 
in the hallway outside okay. the bathroom. Quickly. Also, I'm not a guard. I'm part of the fire breathing kittens. Jenny fire. enters the house. Uh, oh, okay. We are. I, I gonna... will as well since, since Jenny is going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> since Stella and Jenny are basically unit now. <laughs> okay. Let's kill a snake. We're awesome at fighting. <laughs> I was going to bolt in once I heard the halt hall part too okay she does not say that thing next up you guys are <laughs> in a house you fling open the front door and run inside past the living room past the kitchen down a hallway there's a giant snake on the ground everybody roll initiative i'm gonna say that you guys get a surprise round because y- you bolted right in there <laughs> yeah jenny's looting on her way over to the snake <laughs> Okay, Jenny does not get a surprise round. You'll be around after everybody else. Instead, you can roll a sleight of hand check. Okay. <laughs> I got a I got a four for my initiative. Natural twenty for looting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I got a twenty-one for my initiative. Oh, uh, is, is this an this is an ability check? Am I like drunk enough to be poisoned yet, or not at that point yet? Yeah, you're poisoned. I'm gonna roll with disadvantage then. And that is a natural one, so that's a three. Great. And and my initiative is ten. But it's a natural twenty for looting. So it's Jenny with a ten. Am I doing this right? Claudio with a... What did you have? Four. Yeah. Wow, these numbers. And (laughs) and then Stella with a nat one. With a three. I also got a nat... Well, I, I got a nat one. It was a four total. Okay, all right. And we're tied for so, last, yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and she's drunk, right. I have no excuse. <laughs> uh, let's do Jenny's treasure first. She's got to get her hoard. You pick up an axe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you got an axe, get, you get a weapon. <laughs> I get an axe. You have an axe. It's got a blade got on both ends. It was hanging over the fireplace decoratively. Now it's in your hands. You'd say you could probably sell this for the price of a great axe. Ooh. Yeah, because I can't use it. <laughs> so, oh, that's 30 gold pieces. So I'm just going to add 30 gold pieces. Okay. I can't use it, so. Claudio. So, I'm, yeah, I'm not in the surprise round. <laughs> All right. Claudio. You're approaching at great speed a snake on the ground that has a large lump in the middle of it. A Vaclav-sized lump. Oh, jeez. What do you do? You're, let's say, 40 feet away from the snake on the ground because of the sprinting through the the house and the hallway. It's a mansion. Okay. Is, is, the, is the snake, like, ready to take a nap after having such a big meal? Or is it just, like, <laughs> is it still looking for more? It is... About to have a nap. It is uh, exiting the house, you think? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to grapple the snake. Oh, no, I'm 40 feet away. I can't grapple from that far, right? No. <laughs> I don't have stretchy arms. Okay. Um, You're not the stretch Armstrong? No, I, I'm not. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot at the snake. All right, I'm going to just roll for a shot at the snake with my uh, short bow. Gotcha. So... 16 to hit. That hits. Awesome. Two piercing damage. Oh, no. (laughs) You guys are going to (laughs) die. You suck. (laughs) 
This is not going to end well. Your arrow embeds itself in the snake. It is not in the part with the lump. Okay. Is that Quick the end question. of your turn? Yeah. Yes, What's but I have a question before I move on. I did take two, uh, the damage from the ice earlier. Is that healed up by now? Because it's been like that, a couple of days. That was yesterday. So did you okay. sleep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah then your hit dice are back too. You guys slept at the Argentine Manor. You guys got like a beautiful guest room, which is like as big as most houses. Yeah. Stella, it's your turn. Mm. Uh. All right. Well, um, only one thing I can really do, and that's just attack. So I'm gonna like detach myself from Jenny upon seeing the snake, and I'm just go- gonna go like yeah, and I'm going to um throw a ray of frost at them. And I rolled with disadvantage, but still got an 18 to hit. That hits. That is 8 points of damage, and the target has negative 10 feet, uh, minus 10 feet speed until the start of my next turn. So I guess subtract 10 from its speed. Yeah, it's it's not moving very quickly because it's full of Vaclav. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, that's going to be my turn. Uh, How far away am I from it? 40 feet. 40 feet. 40 feet. 40 feet. I'll move a bit closer. Just a tiny bit closer, because I need to see it properly and not just be uh, slinging rays of frost around everywhere. Okay, how far away are you from it now? Like, I'll just move around, like, uh... I'll just move around, like, 15 feet closer, so I'm 25 feet away from it. Got it. It is now the snake's turn. It does not have enough movement to reach Stella, which is really good. (laughs) But it does have enough movement to get five feet away from Stella. I guess, wait, isn't five feet the reach of all of the melee attacks? Yeah, reach five feet. Oh, dang. Okay, so with 20 feet of movement, it's now five feet away from you. And yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, no. So uh, Claudio is 20 feet away from it. Stella is five feet away from it. And it has a five feet reach. Okay, well, Stella. Hmm. Okay, which of these things should I do to you? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I think I'll do this one. Okay, so I'm going to roll to hit that. I don't know if that hit or, hits or not. Does a 16 hit your AC, Stella? It would, but I'm going to cast shield. So, like, um, you see, like, this kind of glimmering barrier right in front of her um, kind of pop open, and there's a bit of frost gathering on it, and my AC is now 20 until the start of my next turn, so it does not hit. The snake rears back its fangs. And if you've ever seen inside a boa constrictor's mouth, this is gross. They have a lot of teeth. They should not have so many teeth. And it tries to bite you, but its vastly wide open jaw slams into the clear glass of the shield. It's like a flat piece of glass. And the snake's mouth completely opens like flat, like a 180 degree angle where the upper jaw and the lower jaw are flat on the glass you with its head completely reared back and its jaw completely open and it does not bite you because of the shield <laughs> yeah um it hisses then it's jenny's turn jenny you're 30 feet away from the snake so she notches an arrow and lets it fly for an 18 to hit that hits okay so she gets be since stella is within five feet she gets sneak attack so that's going to be a 14 damages to the snakes. That's much better. You guys might not die. 
<laughs> You're still going to die. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, she also moves back 30 feet. You're now 60 feet away from it. Okay. You're outside on the front porch with the front door held open by your hand. Foot, maybe. Foot. Okay. <laughs> hey, I need that hand for the bow. Mm. Claudio, you're 20 feet away from the snake. How big is it? Huge. Okay, yeah, no, it's huge. I'm going to take, like, uh, what's my movement? I'm going to run back, like, 25 feet, and I'm just going to take another shot at it. And uh, I rolled, I, it's an 18 to hit. That hits. Your and arrow another flies. Whopping, another whopping two piercing <laughs> damage. Are you adding your dex mod to the damage, by the way? Are you adding, like, your dex mod to it? Because I think you can with, like, arrows. Can I? Oh, yeah, it doesn't sound right that you're hitting for two. Yeah, isn't your dex like three? Oh, you're right. Oh, my bad. Then it's five. It's been five. Okay, I'm going to take six off the snake's health because it should have been three each time, right? Yes, yes, yeah, that's my bad. It's supposed to be plus your proficiency, proficiency bonus and your dexterity mod. Ooh, plus proficiency. For your to hit. Yeah, it's to hit. Uh, but I think for damage, it's like uh, plus the dex mod. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sorry. I, I'm doing better than I anticipated. <laughs> the snake has two arrows sticking out of it. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, uh, yeah. and I ran the 25 feet back. Yes, you're now 45 feet away from it. Stella, you're five feet away from the snake and the lump. How is the... Wait, a lump? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your buddy. Oh, oh, right. Um. Oh, good to know that's there. Uh, How's the snake looking so far? Hungry. Its jaws are pressing up against the shield, and the shield disappears, and now you're very close to the snake, and it's going to eat you. That's what you feel like the snake is doing right now. Okay, so in that case, I'm going to, like, uh, just skirt around a tiny bit to where my shield is, just like, uh, well, not there. Okay, just a little bit better, so I'm not, like, leaving its opportunity attack, mostly just, like, navigating a little bit for flavor, just dodging out of the way. Um, <clears throat> I am going to cast Mind Sliver. This is a cantrip, and the snake has to make a DC 13 intelligence save. Snake's not so good at intelligence. It has a negative five modifier to its four, so it gets a negative one. Wait, are you saying the snake is dumb? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. That definitely fails. <laughs> so it is going to take... Um, Six points of damage, and it has it needs to subtract a 1d4 from the next saving throw it makes before my next turn. So it's like bless, um, but for saving throws and like reversed, it has to subtract. So yeah. And, and that's all I'm doing. I just shifted out of the way and uh, drove a spike of madness into its mind. Yeah. It. Do snakes make sounds? No, they, they don't really. They hiss, don't they? Yeah, it, it's doing that sound that you can hear, podcast listeners, and shaking its head because it's got a headache now and there are two arrows coming out of it. Still, you're still the closest one to the snake, so you're tanking for your team, sorcerer. Yeah. As it... Let's go. Go, sorcerer. Go, sorcerer. As it rears back its head and tries to bite you, okay. does a... 17 hit you. Uh, you know what? 
pro gamer move, I'm going to cast another shield. That's my last spell slot. <laughs> so it does not hit me. <laughs> okay. You don't take 11 piercing damage. And Jenny. The sorcerer's the take. Uh, well, Jenny knocks another arrow, hits it for 12 damage in the face. <laughs> I think Stella also feels the breeze from the arrow go right past her head. Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, she's giving she's giving me sneak attack, so. Okay. Yeah, because she's engaging in melee with the opponent. Claudio. Absolutely. Yeah. Claudio. Weird. To you. You are 45 feet away from the snake. It just tried to bite your friend twice. Seems to not be doing so great at that. What do you do? Just take another shot. Uh, this time, I it my to hit is 12. Snakes that are huge-sized take up a lot of this room. So you hit a different part of it. You weren't aiming for that part, but you hit a different part. Uh, we're going to say the lump. You hit the lump. <gasps> no, not the lump. Oh, no. Yeah. Not the lump. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yeah, how much damage do you do? Uh, nine. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, All right. the one yep, I hit is... <laughs> <laughs> that has consequences. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be the end of my turn. Stella, how much HP do you have? I'm curious if this 11 damage would do anything to you. Uh, it would knock me out because I have nine points of damage, but like uh, I have my shield up until the next of, until the start of my next turn. Yeah, so. yeah. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I want to know. All right, so still, oh, it, it would your knock, turn. It would one shot me. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Right, like knowing that, knowing that I'm now out of like magical power, I'm gonna be like, oh no, uh, I'm going to t use my action to disengage. Mm -hmm. And um, move 30 feet away. Is there anywhere I can move that'll give me, like, partial cover? Like, half cover, anything like that? Behind the couch. Yeah, I'm gonna go behind... I'm gonna disengage and go behind the couch. <laughs> okay. I, I'm done tanking. Can't take any... Can't tank any longer. DPS well, now. Well, there goes my sneak attack. <laughs> hey, I gotta live here. <laughs> uh. No, your house is over there. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah. <laughs> All right. You have half cover. Sounds good to me. And I no longer have sneak attack. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, I mean, I can get one shot by this thing. You can't get sneak attack with an incapacitated ally. <laughs> well, I can do more damage. All right. So it's the snake's turn. It has no targets that it can reach in one turn, right? It was attacking Stella because she was there. Now she's behind a couch. It's like, eh, it's kind of full. It's kind of injured. Here's the thing about wild animals. When they're not cornered, sometimes they flee. So the snake moves and is completely out of view of all of you guys as you see the tip of its tail round a corner and it has entered a bedroom. But it has a person in them. Yes, it does. <laughs> Jenny gives chase. Okay, Jenny, it's your turn. You were 60 feet away, and now you are further. You don't know how far. I'm going to the uh, door jam that it disappeared behind to see if I can see it. How many feet do you have for your movement? I have um, 30 feet. Okay, well, you just get 30 feet into the room. You're at the couch now. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Where Stella is. <laughs> Guys, I'm hot trying, but since Stella disengaged, I blame hey, Stella. 
I mean, oh, we dash, got both damage. Dash another 30 feet. Oh, got it. All yeah. right. So you're where Stella was, and you can look down the hallway but um, and see the door, but can't get in the room yet. I still can't help. Thank you, Stella. <laughs> Claudio, you are 45 feet from where the snake was. What do you do? You're kind of even further than the couch to the door. I saw the... I saw the room it went in, or... You saw it go down the hallway out of your sight. You don't know which of the rooms it went in, because that Uh, was out of your sight. All right. So if I run... So I'm going to run my first 30 feet. Okay. And then I still can't see anything. Glancing down the hallways as you go. Yeah, yeah. You've reached the place where Jenny is. Okay. I guess I'll... (laughs) I'll dash and and, uh, and run another 30 feet. Uh, Try to keep up. Oh, gosh. The snake prepared a reaction to bite someone who chased it. <laughs> it moved oh, no. and prepared a reaction. So, yeah, that probably hits you. Does a... You dead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Does a one hit? No, I, I don't think a one hit. Does a 19 hit you? Uh, I... Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's kind of a... You take 11 piercing damage as the snake bites you in the neck. All right. And I crumple to the floor. And it's going to oh, start eating God. you. Oh, All no! Right. All right. Well, at least you guys know where it is. <laughs> I see it eating you. I yeah. know exactly where it is. Yeah, you do. And then, Stella, it's your turn. <laughs> you are, you are a certain number of feet away. I've written down a number. You're 65 feet away, I can tell you, because it had a movement of 30. Oh, 65. Yeah. Oh, dang. Um, Stella, this is your fault. <laughs> Hey, man, I mean, that would have been me, like, literally the next time. Like, come on. Uh, but here, I, I've, got a, I've got a solution. Do you think you can withstand a hit by, by one of these guys that crumpled our friend Claudio? No. Neither can I. Um... <laughs> and I'm going to... <laughs> oh, no. We're in quite a predicament now. Because, like, I've got a healing potion, but... <laughs> uses an action to um i can shoot it and if you're within five feet i can get sneak attack okay i i think i can go within five feet at the next turn and i'm I'm gonna pull out a healing potion from my backpack i've got this so i'm gonna dash over there and then next turn i'm going to like give it to uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start dashing and i'm gonna like while i run i'm just gonna stay behind my shoulder and like uh just shout at jenny what, what i'm gonna do and I'm going to say, yeah, next turn I'm going to be five feet away from it. It's going to be distracted um, eating Claudio. I'm going to give Claudio the potion, and then we're gonna, you're going to shoot it. We're going to get out of here. How about that? I'm scared with all the laughing that's going on. By the and, end. Then I'm going to, and then I'm going to like run 60 feet there. Like I'm within five. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to be within 10 feet of it. Just so like... I, I'm kind of being like I'm not like running like I'm not stomping so I, I don't want it to, I want it to be like engrossed in eating Claudio I don't want it to like see me you know so yeah I'm not like hiding per se but I'm just like out of its sight so I'm ten feet away from it. Well, so here's the thing about hallways: there's there's less couches in hallways for you to step <laughs> behind. So when you do stop your movement ten feet away from this snake, it sees you. 
I just realized you know Carter's being oh, eaten, yeah. so I already got sneak attack. No, that's not. <laughs> it's it's not an enemy capable of attacking or an ally capable of attacking an enemy, so it doesn't give you sneak attack. Yeah. No, oh, you're mean. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll go within five feet. You know what? <laughs> Screw this. Let, let's see if it's going to focus on eating Claudio or eating me. Oh, so, my okay, gosh. good because I already pre-rolled and you're going to love it. TPK. TPK. <laughs> Wait, so you run up to five feet away from the snake. That's your turn. (laughs) That's my turn. That's all I can do. I'm holding out the healing potion. I'm going to use it on my next turn. (laughs) Whether it's on me or or Claudio, (laughs) it remains to be seen. (laughs) Well, you know what the snake does, because it's the snake's turn now. Snake's going to bite you. (laughs) But isn't it eating Claudio? Yes, and it's not an idiot. Like, it's an idiot. It's an animal. But, like, even an animal knows when an enemy approaches it. So it's going to attack you. So what I'm hearing is that I'm not in its belly yet. Not yet. Oh, you're not. Give it time. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you didn't get swallowed because it's busy biting. Because it can't take its turn to swallow you. Oh, you're making victory. And and that's... (laughs) And, and, and that's and that's and that's not two failed death saves for you. You see, I, I just saved you, Claudio. Yeah. Well, now I wonder if it's gonna be it's gonna kill me. Oh. Did it hit DM? Oh. <laughs> does a twenty-five hit your AC, Stella? Yes, it does. Even if I had shield, it would. Takes <laughs> eleven damage. piercing damage. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I like uh, I like place the shield. I just like um make sure I don't drop the healing potion and it's just there. And I'm just like Jenny, it's all on you. <laughs> I got you, babe. Jenny, what do you do? It's your turn. You are okay, thirty so feet away. I'm thirty feet away. If no, I move back thirty feet, it, if I move mind. back thirty feet, can I still see the thing? No, because there's a corner in the hallway and a. Okay, so I stop by that corner. And I shoot it. I rolled a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Let's Please go. Please say you do so, at least nine damage. With stink attack, I do... You don't have sneak attack. 26. Your, your allies are no. not. Oh. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> you don't have any conscious allies within five 14. Feet. 14 damage. 14's more than nine. Oh, thank goodness. I would have done like 26 if they had been a conscious... <laughs> Overkill. Describe what this looks like. <laughs> okay, so she chomps on Claudio, and then it clomp, chomps on Stella, and I say, I got you both, babies! And she knocks an arrow, pulls it back, shoots it right through the left eye, which goes out the right eye, and it dies. And then it dies. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. After Jenny, it's Claudio's turn. Claudio, please make a death-saving throw. I'm not mommy. I'm not a doctor. Sorry. 19. That is a pass. Uh, one second, I'm going to bring up the unconscious rules in 5e. <laughs> we don't use these very often. <laughs> yeah so um basically look, when someone's unconscious they make a death save a fail is below a 10 a success is 10 or above and you get uh after three successes you stabilize with zero hit points on a natural 20 you get one hit point on a natural one you get two failed death saves if it's three yep. you're dead and if it's three you're stable okay all right mm-hmm. well uh that's one pass for claudio stella well that, that's because you don't usually go for a tpk with a <laughs> yeah. 
level one crew. Oh, well, sometimes people run up to snakes. What can I do? All right. Still, <laughs> <laughs> please roll a death saving throw. I tanked for two rounds. Yeah, you did. 17. <laughs> okay, that's another pass. Uh, skipping the snake's turn. Jenny, it's your turn. Well, you Jenny doesn't have... a healing potion on top of me. Well, Jenny doesn't have a healing potion, and she, all she's thinking about is the lump in the snake, so she cuts out the lump in the snake. Oh, okay, that takes you a full turn. One lump removed. <laughs> Who said you weren't a doctor? <laughs> Mommy. A black dragonborn covered with snake insides emerges. Hi, I'm Jenny. They are unconscious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Claudio, we're back to you. That took Jenny all turn. <laughs> Let's go. All right, here we go. 17. It's two saves so far. <laughs> well, you're doing great. Stella. <laughs> Let's go. It's your turn. Oh, oh I got a one. That's two failed death saves for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jenny, you would say that Stella, like, gasps and coughs out blood. It looks real bad. Looks real, real bad. I got a healing potion right on top of me. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? And Jenny, it's your oh turn. Lord. I've got a healing well, potion on top of me. I cut out the guy of the snake. He's breathing. Stella, gag on this as she pours the uh, healing potion down her throat. That's the weirdest <sighs> way to deliver that, but okay. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> no, I know. I get it. Yeah. Stella, you receive... <laughs> is it a normal healing potion? Is it 2d4? Yes, just a regular one. Plus uh, 2 or plus 4? Yeah, 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. You receive... Oh, really? That's sad. Okay. 7. I am just boosting that a little bit myself. I think you deserve 7. <laughs> Hit points. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Especially since she gagged on it. Yeah, I, I, I like, um, I just like uh, wake up spluttering both blood and healing potion. I'm just like, uh, what am I gagging on? <laughs> I just like, I no, what am I gagging on? <laughs> I saved your life. I'm just like mommy. Thanks, Jenny. And then spits out the healing potion. <laughs> You're following in your mommy's footstep. Don't spit that out. You need that. You need that. I, I, I swallow it again. <laughs> <laughs> Claudio, it is your turn. Please make a death saving throw. 18. That's three. Claudio, you're stable all on your own. Roll a d4, please. A d4? Mm-hmm. Four. You will wake up in four hours with Damn one it. hit point. It should have been lower. Can Jenny go over and slap back his, smack his face a couple times, do a, a health check to see if he can, she can wake her up? Wake him up. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. That's not how that works. I just read the rules. <laughs> it says stabilize. That's okay. Yeah, you're at zero hit points until four hours passes, unless you receive healing, and then, yeah, you are... Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm going to look at Jenny, and I'm going to say, after I finish like, drinking the healing potion, I'm going to say, oh, thank you. You literally saved my life. Oh, did you kill the snake, too? You're awesome. Yes, I am. So... Like, your mom's a doctor, right? Yeah. We, we should get these people to your doctor, or your... Sorry, your mommy, or your mommy here. Uh, yeah. What's the what's the quickest way to do that? Well, mommy does have this magical horse that does the teleportation spell, but 
she does not believe in, or he does not believe in uh, communication stones because he thinks the government tracks him and stuff. So there's really no way to communicate with him. So we got to have to drag him over there. Uh, I mean, I'm not that strong. I'm I'm tall, but I'm not that strong. Uh, are you strong, Jenny? Oh heck you, you yeah! Look, look okay, at me. Maybe, maybe you can carry him. Uh, and then there aren't there like more people that need treatment. Uh, just him and the 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 guy that got eaten. Oh, let's. Can you carry two people? Oh, I can carry as many as I want. All right. Well, let's get everyone who needs healing. What's your strength scoring? Plus three. For carrying capacity, it says, multiply your strength score by 15 pounds. So what's your strength score? 16 plus 3. Uh, okay, so 16 times 15 is 240 pounds. You can carry a maximum of 240 pounds. So I can carry one and drag the other? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right, wait, are you, are you a large-sized creature? No, it's medium. Medium, yeah. Two hundred and forty. Yeah, everything, everything else is just flavor. I think I don't know. That is according to since if in case I'm wrong. Makeaskillcheck.com. Thanks, Makeaskillcheck.com. <laughs> Claudio, how much do you weigh? Two ten. Okay, so I'm carrying Claudio and dragging the uh, dwarf. <laughs> Dragonborn. Or Dragonborn. Lots of dragons. Dragon, Dragonborn. Yeah. Hey, uh, actually, I- I'm gonna think like. Maybe we can make like a stretcher or a litter or something, so at least we're not dragging him on the ground because you know that might do some damage. So like, uh, here, do you want to like MacGyver it? She looks around the room. Go ahead, and make a perception check. MacGyver's like, as as I make the perception check, I'm saying like, oh, MacGyver's this cool guy I know who just like makes uh makes stuff out of everything. Uh, I can I'm make a, right a stretcher now. out of the skin of the snake that I just killed. Oh, that would make it perfect. Because you know I'm uh, butchering the heck out of it. And that is a 16 on perception, as I say all these. You see a closet of clothes, a window that looks out onto the lawn and the porky person, and a bed. His bed. All right, well, I guess we can string something together from the snakeskin and the uh, and the clothes. And then I'm going to, first of all, like, dust, like, use presentation to clean myself up and make myself look pretty. Um, I'm going to get my spare outfit out and just, like, change into it so I look perfect and pretty and stuff, and it covers my wounds. And then I'm going to, like, uh, help Jenny fashion a, a, a thing, stretcher, thing I mentioned before. Yep. Jenny's just going to take a section of the snake, put them both on it, and drag it out. Hey, can you presentationize me and make me pretty, too? Oh, yeah, you bet, girl. And then I'm going to prestitution uh, Jenny for the next little while. And I'm not going to prestitution uh, Claudio or the other person because I want them to look like they like are. I want them to get medical care as soon as possible. In fact, I'm going to make them look worse. <laughs> like they're still bleeding. I'm going to make it look like that to get the greatest oh, I urgency. Can, I can do that too. I can just punch them a few times. Oh, th- that, that wouldn't be good because you might, you might send them back over to the other end. Like, I don't know much about medicine, but I know that's not a good thing if you punch someone who's already unconscious and has lost blood. So maybe just make them look like they're bleeding, not actually make them bleed. Well, there's plenty of blood from the snake. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's get them some medical treatment. And uh, I'm going to look at the porky person and say, hey, like, since we're the um, fire-breathing kittens, we, we do work for pay, so... Uh, so, so, um, I think for a job like this, it would be around, like, uh, 
100 gold, 200? Three, four, yeah, eight? Yeah, actually something more like four. She rushes past you to the... Um, now, what did you use to cut open the snake, Jenny? Uh, I have... Let me look at my weapons. I have a dagger. It was a dagger. Yeah, so um, in, inside the... If you guys have ever seen Waterworld, there's it's a movie. Uh, there's this like yeah. flesh from a fish, so it's like that on the inside of the snake skin. It's like all pink and lumpy, and um, uh, Vaklov, the unconscious dragonborn, Vaklov Kampush's Ling, unconscious on the snake <coughs> meat, sort of, and you dragged him outside down the front stairs and onto the lawn, and disregarding the demand for payment the first thing that the porky person does is check to make sure that the dragonborn is alive and then when they're breathing and when they're determined to be breathing she i mean she throws her arms around him and is like i'm so glad i didn't lose you again and then she'll pay attention to you guys asking for money and she'll turn to stella and she'll say of course I'll pay you. Thank you for saving Vaklov. We still haven't recovered of all course. of our assets, but we have 400 gold. And she's going to give you guys 400 gold. Well, thank you. Yeah. And remember, next time you're in her pinch, call the fire-breathing kittens. We shall do a great job. As we did this time. Well, and thank you. at least one of us will. It was a group effort. <laughs> And I shall accept the 400 gold. <laughs> and, and divide it later. Oh, I know. You guys saved us last time. I, I love the fire-breathing kittens. You saved us last time. We love you, too. I'm just unconsciously purring. <laughs> <laughs> Unconscious purring sounds. So, let's get some magic medical attention. Medical attention for these guys, all right? Sorry, Let's I was drunk and I'm sober, so my tongue needs to uh needs to like adjust to it, all right? We'll just take them to mommy. Perfect. So we take them to Jenny's mommy, Doctor Crud. Okay, you do that. You drag people down a unpaved road <laughs> on a snake carcass. <laughs> yep. And I'm gonna, being carried, no. I'm gonna roll. Oh gosh! Because of your decision, because of your decision, Vaklov slips into a coma from which your mom is not going to be able to revive him. Goblin parts. Yeah, yeah. I, you know how I said nothing carries over from one season to another. Sorry, the cart is um, busy because Beans is doing lawyer things with it, so you head to town and they're not there. How about Cloud, though? Oh, that's I, right. He's on the wait, snake Wait, I was being carried. Too. Wasn't I? Oh, you're being carried. Okay. Um, yeah. Because four hours pass, because it takes you a really long time to drag a snake carcass <laughs> several miles to Nikamoy, uh, Cloud, you wake up when they are in Nikamoy. Like, you're walking up to the guild hall. You see that the the cart is gone. The mobile medical clinic. Um, sorry, you can't just get free level 20 revivifies and all that halfway through your level one adventure. <laughs> that didn't work. And well, we, we put the dragonborn on the, uh, by the sign that says form line here for medical attention. 
Sure. I would just leave them. Yeah, it'll be continued later, I'm sure. <laughs> so, Claudio, you're awake. You have one hit point. And uh, you guys are outside the guild hall. You are now very much wealthier than you were before. What do you do? Well, we still have another hour, so let's go to the museum. Oh yeah, I'm drunk enough for that. Okay, here's another <laughs> shot. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some more. <laughs> uh, I'd like to catch a breather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we could take this thing called a short rest. That's like we just um, chill for an hour, just get more, what? just get drinks for an hour. We How about we that? could just go tomorrow. There oh, was tomorrow no time limit. Oh, I mean, I can get you, this drunk tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah, you could do morning drinking. Yeah, I mean, this, it wouldn't be the first time. Hey, you guys want to know how I got fired from the museum? You drank. No, I was actually completely sober at the time. Funny story. <laughs> but I was like a tour guide there. That was my job because people thought that I was really smart because I graduated from the Atrios University of uh, Magic. So people thought I was smart. So I was a tour guide and there was like this inspector coming. The people told us beforehand, but I didn't know when. And at some point my brother was like here and I wanted to prank him, you know, because we have these dinosaur bones. And basically what I did was like, I can move things with like uh, a spectral hand. I like made the, I made the skull like crash down right like where Sterling was supposed to be. But then I missed and got the inspector instead. And um, and there was also like a patch of ice on the ground, and he like slipped on that. And uh, he was a safety inspector, so he wasn't very impressed. And uh, yeah, like Sterling saved the day by like, um, by like not making the jaws clamp on him. But it it was close and. Initially, he tried to take the fall, but he's not as good at, like, persuading as I am, so... Yeah, no, they knew it was me. And that's why I'm fired from the museum. Because I made the safety inspector nearly die from a dinosaur head. Mom smashed a dog in there one day. Oh! I mean, I feel like I've heard of that. That might have been when I was working there. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I didn't, I didn't see it, but... I heard of it. It was people talked about that a lot. It was like a pop star's dog too, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was okay, but it was really screwed up when it got returned. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, and I mean, I, I guess we're doing this like drinking at the bar. <laughs> do, do we I'm take a short milk. rest? Oh no, we'll go tomorrow. We'll take a long rest. Oh yeah, Claudio here needs to recover. Yeah, he got. You got messed up. I still don't even know how I got here. <laughs> I dragged you. Did you? On the corpse of a snake. Uh, well, I mean, Jenny actually carried you and then dragged this other person. <laughs> that person's not doing so hot. You, you, you got lucky because Jenny dragged you. Or carried you. Snake. What am I saying? Snake boots. Snake boots for all. <laughs> We're going to have the best snake boots from that. Like, I, I just love uh, scales. It's just like my fashion, you know? Gotta embrace your heritage, right, Jenny? Dragons, babe. Fist bump. <laughs> I'm just drinking while all of this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just like share stories and stuff. Um, <laughs> where are we sleeping for the night? <laughs> we can go I'm back a, to my place. <laughs> I'm going home. I'll meet you here in FBK. 
tomorrow morning where you can get drunk before we go over to the uh, museum. Yeah, I'll be working on it before you even get here. <laughs> so yeah, I spend the night at a nearby tavern, spend some of the gold that I earned, which I think is like, I, I split up the 400 GP to like 133, 33 per person. I think that's like 400 divided by 3. Sounds good to me. Yeah, just about. Alright. So, what happens the next morning? Claudio, where did you sleep? Um, I I, I think I just passed out at the wherever we were. So I, it was such a long day, I just drank myself <laughs> to sleep right where I was. I did not want to... I was sore. I was tired. I didn't walk, want to walk anywhere. Okay. You passed you out passed in the out bar. passed out at the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it is the next morning. It is bright and early. Stella is already drinking. Claudio, yes. you are stiff because you slept on a wooden floor. But you stretch out with your cat stretches and you're mostly fine. I'm not going to give you a level of exhaustion for that. And Jenny, Jenny opens the door to the guild hall. It's come full circle, you guys. I'm here. Oh, funny enough, I'm the one sleeping like on the floor this time. Jenny was on the floor the last time, right? Uh, I was just playing jokes on people. <laughs> okay, I feel well rested. Um, I'm a little hungover, but uh, museum day, right? Yep, yeah, as long as Stella's drunk enough. Oh yeah, you bet. I just continued drinking from last night. Like I went to bed still drunk, and then I started drinking first thing in the morning. So yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give you a level of exhaustion. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that I mean, was coming. Yeah, that just seems fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I got fired from a place by nearly killing the safety inspector just to prank my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta yeah. be very drunk to get the, to go back. <laughs> Yeah, you were exhausted, which means that you have disadvantage on ability checks until you take a long rest. Yeah, hey, I, I still I still did my makeup, so I look fresh as a daisy. As, as fresh as one can be when they're doing their makeup drunk. <laughs> <laughs> which is a skill that I have, because I had to use it a lot in my past. Do a sleight of hand check. <laughs> sleight of hand, disadvantage. A little, a little smudge of the lipstick. two fives, plus... Uh, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> you think that your makeup looks great? <laughs> it just looks like a clown. <laughs> oh no! I, I just like I just like whip my hair. I'm just like flawless as ever. <laughs> oh, this is going well, guys. All right, what do you do? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I almost died. I'm alive. I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy you're alive, and I'm happy to be alive too. All, all thanks to Jenny. Absolutely, Jenny's the best. I'll drink to that. <laughs> to the museum. To the museum. <laughs> <laughs> you step up wide stone stairs to a large multi-story building with a high, high oh, no. ceiling, white walls, stairs. <laughs> light-colored marble floors. In a hallway off to the left, people are meandering towards a very extensive rock collection. A half-elf male wearing a name tag, who, Stella, you recognize as your old boss, Ernst Lee, stands against the wall, arms crossed across his chest, watching people enter and exit. 
I'm gonna just go up to Ernst and say, Hey, Ernst, my guy, nice to see you again. These are my friends. Jenny will give him a hug and rob him. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, I, one one thing at a time. I guess the hug rob happens first. Uh, please roll a sleight of hand. And this is a security director, just to let you know. <laughs> 22? It does technically beat the security director. So I'm going to roll one more time. Yeah. You take a pair of handcuffs. Ooh, I handcuffs. Hmm. You said there was a rock collection? Yeah, but first, Stella, you've got some nerve showing your face around here. Hey, I mean, it's good to see you, old pal, like I said. Like, I'm just, I'm just taking my friends to the museum, or my friends are taking me to just see all the nicest, uh, all the nicest natural stuff you got, you know? I, I can bust out my old skills and give them the old tour guide thing. Because remember I was really good at that? Like, I would tell people all kinds of stories about what was going on in here. So nice to see you. I have half a mind to toss you out. But I guess technically you're allowed to enjoy the museum today. Just make it quick. Oh, is it a free day? Oh, this museum's always free. Oh, yay! Yeah, because if you listen to it, it's been in like six episodes. Nobody's ever paid to get in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that rocks. Is, is that because of, like, um, Olive? <laughs> mm, I'm modeling it off of the Smithsonian, which is also free. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's probably probably donation, uh, donation, uh, encouragement. Uh, it costs $30 to park. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but we didn't bring a carriage, so ha-ha. Yeah. Or the snakeskin. <laughs> no, those are boots. <laughs> All right, let's, so let's go inside, everybody. In the middle of the room, because you, you turn left, you go down the hallway. In the middle of the room, a pedestal with a glass box on it is all lit up. Inside, something is rotating. A crowd of people block you from seeing what it is. Well, that seems very popular. Do you think that would be go good with my horde? Uh, I mean, if you can pull that off, I can I can distract you. I make a pretty good distraction. First, let's see what it is. I can just enter tour guide mode. You want to help me ride the museum? <laughs> Look, I already got the handcuffs off the security guy. They guy these guys suck. <laughs> Jenny, I uh, I'm hard pressed to say yes to these. Uh, let me get on your shoulders to see what what it is that they're all looking at, and then uh, I'll tell you if it's a good idea or not. Alleyoop. All right, climb up on on Jenny's shoulders. Oh yeah. You are so high up on, I guess it's a <laughs> ten foot tall, half dragon, half elephant, and you're yeah. like six foot five or something like that. So <laughs> your head, I mean, if this wasn't a two story room, your head would hit the ceiling. But because it's a two story room, you can see past the pedestal at a plaque on the wall, and you can also see the pedestal. Which do you look at? Uh, the pedestal. Rotating on the pedestal, shining, glittering under bright lights, is a clear quartz stone with long, straight gold needles spiking through it. The light reflects off each of those needles, bouncing off enchantingly off this necklace. Oh, pretty. Oh, is it good enough to steal? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. 
I'm going to have the crowd make a perception check so you guys are talking about it out loud. (laughs) Several of the people stare at you, side-eyed. I am going to do a dramatic fall. (laughs) (laughs) Even more of the people stare at you. There are six people around this room. It looks like three of them are a family of halflings. A couple. They are wooden animated mannequins. And one of them is an old woman. I can take her. She's smiling with her mouth closed. You said- I, I'm gonna like uh, I'm gonna like stand up and say, "Oh, as I was explaining to you guys, this necklace is actually stolen from the Queen of uh, Vlad. You know, it's it's a very far away kingdom, and this queen was like very rich. And, and then I start going off on like a story about like how this was stolen from someone. I'm like, oh, you guys must not have heard me earlier because there was a bit of clamor in the crowd. But like, yeah, we're just talking about the history of this thing. Oh, I know Bloody Blah. That Bloody Blah is awesome. <laughs> oh man! All right. So the child of the halfling family, who's at that age where they know how to talk, but they don't know when to talk, points to the plaque and says, no, it's not. And is like trying to help. And and they know how to read. And they're they're like helping you. And they say, the Nicomoy Museum of Natural History was gifted this necklace by the Compush Estate. See? Uh, yeah, you see, that's that's the history that they want you to know, you know? Like, they don't want you to know the real history. This was stolen from, like, this is a cultural relic stolen from its its people. And it needs to go back or else there will be dire consequences for this country. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage because you are exhausted. Are you trying to recruit the kid into Ocean's Eleven? I think she is. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Little fingers can get past anything. Is this persuasion or deception? Your choice. Oh, 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 there was deception, uh, and I rolled a one, so that's a six. Oh, is that a natural one? Yeah, it was a natural one. Oh, oh, oh. oh. what a would fail. a child do? Oh, this is such a mommy, mommy, little brat. They they go, mommy, mommy. The dragon elf is trying to steal the gem. And Ernst Lee, your old boss, comes in from outside. I'm not with her. And reaches for his handcuffs. So you're telling me she's there. And they're not there. And you guys all have one surprise round to react. Because they're looking for their handcuffs. What do you do, everybody? Um, How far away is, like, the pedal store from us? Uh... 10 feet and there's an old lady between you and it <laughs> uh it, are there any so we're in a room right yes mm-hmm. how many doors and windows are in this room there are no windows there's a door with a security guard and there's a door to more rocks but it's not a door it's like a a, a doorway like a passing okay Oh yeah, can I like? Sh- I have an idea. Um, so I'm gonna like turn to, <laughs> to turn to these guys, and, and I'm gonna say, um, "All right, one of you." I'm gonna like try to um, say it like, "All right, one of you is strong." Uh, can you try to break like uh, try to break the thing? I- I'm gonna get it out. I know how. I can do that from far away. And um, one of you maybe run that way. I'm gonna point toward like the window. There's no window. Oh, no window. No window. Oh no window. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna point toward like. An exit, 
<laughs> so I, I've got a plan. I've got Mage Hand. Um, so if someone like breaks the display, I would like to ask where you're pointing. So just hold on a second. Um, so there's two doorways. One of them has mm-hmm. Ernst Lee, who fired you, and one of them has more rocks past it. So just which one did you point towards? Uh, the one with more rocks. Okay, got it. Continue with your plan, everybody. Jenny hides. Where do you hide? <laughs> you are ten foot within tall. the cr- <laughs> within the crowd. Okay, you run towards the three halfling people, one small child and uh, two parents, and you you try to stand behind them. Fit in seamlessly. The wooden mannequin people look at you. Okay, Claudio, it's up to you. Do you smash and grab? What do you do? I do not want to add freaking, like, to my charges. I don't want to meet my man Garrix in the jail. So... I'm I'm going I'm going towards Ernst Lee like the re- direction he's coming in but I want to I want to try to like jump over him. Absolutely, make a jump. Uh actually you're a tabaxi, right? Yes, I am. Don't you have that tabaxi running thing? Uh what is it? The I have feline agility. Hold <laughs> okay, up. Okay, describe what, what happens. You succeed cuz of... <laughs> heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have a racial bonus to this. This is kind of what you're made for, you cat bird. All right, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna run over him and like just, fl- like do some like fancy flip before I get to him and just like you know somersault over him and like give him a little tap on the forehead with my tail as I as I leap over him. Nice. <laughs> do you make a disparaging <laughs> remark about dragons as you do? No, no, no. I love dragons now. Okay. You better not. Just wondering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you are successfully past Ernst Lee. You are in the main lobby. There's nothing between you and that outside. Sweet, sweet blue sky freedom. <laughs> Jenny, you are hiding behind a halfling family. And I, I don't think we've gotten a reaction. Spoken words are free actions. So, Stella, one of your gang has bolted. The other one's hiding real good. What do you do? <laughs> I am going to do the thing where I like... Uh, where I, like, um, pretend that something's gonna happen. I'm gonna, like, start running toward the place that I, that I saw, but, like, I'm gonna just pretend that I start running. Like, I kind of, like, you know, like, when you do the, like, the freezing thing, deciding where to go, I'm gonna, like, start toward that direction so that, um, he thinks that I'm gonna go in that direction. So is that, like, is that deception? Like, what? (laughs) Sure. Oh, she's going to jail. (laughs) 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 Roll with disadvantage because of your exhaustion. (laughs) My dice are like my dice hate me today. That's an eleven. He can uh, he sorry, can 10. make a judgment based on that. I'm gonna roll for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's he, a ten actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And then what do you actually do? <laughs> I actually start running toward him where Cloud is going. Like I, I kind of like faint and the, I like faint as if I'm going somewhere and then I go somewhere else <laughs> and it's toward him. Okay, so he sees your faint towards deeper in the museum and he sees that you're actually running towards him and he makes the choice to interact with you less to let you run past him. <laughs> oh, okay, I was ready to do something. <laughs> He's like, please leave. <laughs> and I am leaving. I'm continuing to run. Oh, screw this. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've got people that can that can bail me out of jail, but I don't want to spend another night in jail. <laughs> Doctor Fred killed a dog here. Jenny, you've just tried to steal a, a 
oh, a necklace. Ancient um, relic. You're... She hasn't tried to steal anything yet. She's hiding. <laughs> you're hiding yeah. behind a halfling family. What do you do? It's it's back to you. You're the only one left in the room. Oh, I'm I'm pickpocketing the halfling family. <laughs> Great. I'm going to roll three perception checks for them. Two for the wooden mannequins. One for the hag. And one for the security guard looking at you. I thought the security guard was looking at uh, Stella. Okay, that's one less. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm very captivating. I'm drunkenly running past him, <laughs> thinking I'm invincible. Yeah. What's your sleight of hand, Jenny? You would not believe it if I told you. I mean, you're going to have to say something. <laughs> it's a natural 20. Okay. Then the only one to see you is the hag, who smiles and black-filed sharp teeth. It- and blink and winks at me. She approves. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> she winks. Yes, just like Claudio did. And and you take going back to that random item generator that I'm just gonna have to use every game with you. <laughs> yes, you are. A few pieces she of straw. She needs her hoard. She so, has to have her hoard. Oh, this this is perfect. You winks. take a child's train toy. <laughs> <laughs> Choo choo. <laughs> Stealing from children, I love it. <laughs> and then what do you do? So Jenny, you're the only one here. Uh, I follow my friends. <laughs> and they dash out of the museum. Well, everyone, that was a wonderful adventure. Joining us today were Jenny. I'm building up my horn, babies. <laughs> Claudio. Performance after performance for me. <laughs> And Stella. Uh, that security guard completely fa- fell from my trick. I am just the best con person ever. Like, oh my god. And I am so drunk right now. I'm probably not going to make it down the stairs. Oh. Goodbye. Oh, oh. Um, if you want to hear all the alternate endings, um, I guess I should. Don't press stop recording yet. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Cool. Wait, we got some endings. Yeah. You mean other than what we've already done? Uh, Surprisingly, (laughs) I didn't plan for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You mean you did not plan for me to steal a toy train from a child? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. There's four potential endings. One, the parties. Oh, by the way, listeners, if you want to hear the second episode and hear the endings that way, I'm sure they'll get some different ones. Like, you can't. And end up this way. It can't. So press stop now and go listen to that adventure. I'll read the endings at the end of that one too. So don't worry. Like you, you'll hear all the possible endings. So just press stop and go listen to that one. All right. So you guys, players, here's the yes. four potential endings. One, either the party saves Vaklav Kampush from a snake in part one, or Vaklav Kampush ends up in a coma. The coma was coming. The dragging him along the ground was definitely yeah. All right. So you, in other words, we did both. Um, oh, well, he would have talked to you. He has a bunch of fun stuff to say. Not anymore. Not After anymore. we wake him up? <laughs> no. And, <laughs> I don't and for the listeners, that's from Mouse and Teacup. He was the vase. Mm. All right. Uh, and possible ending number two. The party visits the convenience store in part one, but not part two. Tiffany Hapana tells her boss that the money was missing from the till because you guys robbed her. And then there would be a warrant out for your arrest. 
<laughs> well, we dodged that. Yeah. But I would have probably tried to rob the till anyway, so <laughs> it would have been justified. <laughs> yeah, either you noticed her stealing from the till, and there was like a perception check you could roll, or you didn't, and she said that it was you guys who took, took the money. Or the party visits the company in part two and interferes as Dean Paltronieri um, fails to rob an empty convenience store cash register. And he gets blamed by the embezzling c- cashier, but uh, they don't figure out if you don't figure out Tiffany was embezzling and, and claiming Travelers was robbing her, then Dean would have been a convenient st- scapegoat for Tiffany to blame for where the money she embezzled went to. Ooh. So there's a lot of perception check based. Who knows how that's going to, you know, if you guys notice or not. Okay, possible ending number three. But yeah, that's why your friend got accused of robbing a store is because she's been embezzling and just accusing whoever was there at the time. If they didn't look like they were a local, she would. Say they took it. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, if Jenny would have been there, that would have been true. <laughs> That's true. They would have had a reason. Possible ending three. And I would have covered for it. <laughs> Possible ending three. Three out of four. The party returns the necklace to the Kampush family, receiving a 300 gold reward or doesn't. Because mm. when they were transformed as a cat in a vase, their assets were divided up by the people who thought they were dead because they were missing for like 19 years. Uh, and one of the assets that was divided up by their estate was the necklace, which you weren't you weren't half wrong when you said it was stolen. It just they weren't actually dead. So the lawyer has been trying. Wow. Yeah, they spent like two years there with no assets to their name, but then they got enough money to hire a lawyer who hunted down all the rest of their assets, and it's it's been a process. It has been a process for poor, poor compushes, Shantae and. Well, Fatlof. we were gonna take the necklace, but Stella screwed it up. <laughs> you could have given it back. All right, and the very last ending. The party resolves the miscommunication between Layla Abeldgard and Zamfira Argentine. <laughs> sure you did. Where he is under yeah, the did. false impression who, that she is a dragon who took over the house from the previous occupants, when really she bought it like anyone else buys a house or doesn't. Um, and if you don't resolve this misunderstanding, then yeah, Sunblades continue to sneak onto the property. She thinks it's to missionary at her, but really they're there to kill her. So you did save your mom's life. Yay! Yay, hey. mommy! <laughs> Good job. She just better not sunbathe on her own property again. <laughs> well, no, she's going to sunbathe at the dragon resort that we bake. It's true. Hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, Stella doesn't operate with truth, you know? Like, this could have just been solved by saying, like, hey, like, my mom owns this place, but no, no. Performance. That was Claudio's idea, though, and we pulled off an excellent performance. Yeah, you did. All right, well, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Five stars. This this episode definitely deserved it. Oh, yeah. Chaos crew. (laughs) Chaos crew. In a world where science and magic work together, four brave adventurers come together to save the world. Featuring Blake Callahan as Brim Spellsling. I've done an oopsie. <laughs> Michael Beige as Peregrine Telford. When I rolled over, my blanket popped off, I'm revealing my bare butt cheeks. <laughs> Nadia Sidno as Betty Redborough. Oh no, okie dokie. Oh dear, okie. Michael Angoth as Tony Spark. Big anime eyes are looking at me. You're not alone, I'm right here. And Zach Russell as the Dungeon Master. 
nor have I had a member of the insane clown posse expose themselves to me, which is very good. This is Dungeons and Dipshits. Hey everybody, would you like to learn, and I know that sounds terrible in and of itself, about things that you don't know, that you don't know? Well, if that does kind of sound interesting to you, check out Thoughts of a Random Citizen, where I interview people from all walks of life and also give you random thoughts from someone who has spent most of their life traveling abroad to hopefully give you a different perspective on your day-to-day life.